hip cats, cool kittens, you guys and dolls, you diesel-powered disciples of cool. It is time once again for the Diesel-Powered Podcast, and this is your Diesel Punk and Pop Culture Roundtable. I am your host, the artist also known as Big Daddy Cool, Johnny Della Rocca, swinging solid from the Houdini Room at the Casa de Cool. And we've got the whole gang with us tonight. Reunited and it feels so good. From Dallas Fort Worth, the boardroom, the boss, Larry Amiet. Thanks, Johnny. Great to be back. I appreciate it. And from the Little Rock Compound, the amazing Mr. Wofford. Hey, hey, it's good to be back. And of course, from Memphis, Tennessee, the daring damsel of the air, Daisy O'Dare. Good evening, Sheiks and Shivas. Well, guys, we we got a big show. Last week, Daisy and John and I tried to record, and, and oh my gosh, Larry, I, I don't know if it was just you not being present for this, but it was, we have never experienced gremlins before like we did last week, and... Oh, you're kidding me. No, it, it was It was unbelievable. And and the Soviets were attacking us as hard as they could, <laughs> and and we, we you know John, Mr. Wofford he went to the to the drop box to start editing the files, all 26 of them, because we had to start and stop, start and start, and 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 lo and behold, it only recorded me. Nobody oh else. I thought about putting it out there and having Johnny sound really schizophrenic for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Talking to yourself. <laughs> so. I would have paid good money to listen to that. Oh, well, you know what? Just hang out with me for a day. You'll hear me talking to myself all day long. So, so here we are again. We're going to try again. And we've done a test recording already. Everything seems to be working just beautifully. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed. We're going to knock on some molded press board and, um, and, and, and weather on. Um, so lots of cool stuff happening, a lot of big news, and a lot of it coming out of San Diego Comic-Con that applies to uh, Diesel Punk and the Diesel Punk community. And we're going to get to that to, uh, tonight. But the even bigger news, and I am so proud and happy to finally be able to make this official announcement. We've been talking about Geekonomicon for a couple of months. Uh, we've told you that we were going to be there. Um, and this week, the, uh, the, the, the con officially announced our presence. We are doing 10 panels on diesel punk, steampunk, and cosplay. The uh, ladies from Cosplay Collective are going to be joining us. But um, I'm going to be doing Diesel Punk 101, which is my performance panel with Mac the Knife and Minnie the Moocher and, um, you know, very cool stuff. Uh, Larry is going to be doing the flavors of Diesel Punk. Um, Wofford's going to be doing his history of alcohol panel. Um, you know, Daisy is going to be joining us for Steampunk versus Diesel Punk. It's going to be fantastic. Big Daddy Cool and the Bombshell Kittens are performing not one but two times during the con. Friday night, cabaret show, burlesque and variety. And then Saturday night, the more family-friendly um, Tales from the Flipside, brand new show. 
uh, that corresponds with my new book coming soon of the same title from Pro Se Productions. But that's not the that's not the coolest news. The coolest news is that our very own Larry Yamiet, Boss Larry, one of the founding fathers of Diesel Punk, is being honored as the official Diesel Punk Guest of Honor at Geekonomicon. I am I'm really honored. I really am honored. And it's just so kind. Uh, only would be uh, deserve this honor because I stood on the shoulders of giants. Well, we we all do, but you know what? You you may have stood on the shoulders of uh, Piecraft and Ottens, but I got to tell you, Larry, you, Tome, and Lord K are really the guys who took that ball and ran with it. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, John. You're welcome. And and you can you know I know you're Mr. Humility, but. <laughs> Um, I, I, I can I can be uh, I can be the evangelist for you. There you go. <clears throat> um, so I'm super super excited about that, and e- even more excited, Larry, that you know uh, people outside of the community are are recognizing you for that contribution. And I'm really really honored. Uh, I look forward to the convention. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. It is going to be a blast, and if you um, if uh, if you want to find out more, go to Facebook, um, do a search for Geek O Namicon, or you can uh, find them online. I, I want to say the website is my, my uh, why not geek why not geek dot com yeah mm-hmm. why not geek dot com and you can find out all of the details about the uh, con as they're coming out. Daisy, you you noticed today that mm-hmm. they have a very special musical guest also joining the con yes uh an artist who um really is a kind of a big kind of a big deal in both the geeky you know the geek and the goth communities they cross over a lot in case you haven't noticed and this guy he's a pretty big uh name in both of them we're going to be joined, uh, the musical guest at Geekonomicon is going to be Aurelio Voltaire, who uh, I've heard his music, but I've never seen him live. My friends tell me it is a treat, so I cannot wait for that. Yeah, he's real popular with some steampunk groups, too. So Yeah, I normally think of him as steampunk. He is really good. I have one of his CDs, really good. Well, even more exciting is that joining us in Biloxi, Mississippi for Geekonomicon will be Ken Sharkey, who uh, listeners know um, was is one of the co-hosts of our, our Agent Carter Roundtable. And uh, he'll be joining us for um, a live Agent Carter Roundtable. And um, so that'll be fun. And there may be another surprise appearance by a certain former female co-host of the Diesel Powered Podcast. Oh, really? Oh, 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 oh. Yes. It's not been confirmed. I can neither confirm nor deny. But. He is starting the rumor. <laughs> I am starting the rumor. 
and and uh, it is in the works. So that if that happens, this is going to be the best weekend ever. It's going to be lots of lots of fun. I'm going to need to clone myself. Hmm. Yeah. So Daisy is doing double duty. She's going to be there also with the Clockwork Mechanalists, the uh, steampunk group that she leads out of um, Memphis. And um, they they have a big, strong steampunk contingent at this show. Last year, their, their genre was steampunk. And so they've, they've got a lot of love from the steampunk community. There's a very strong steampunk community in New Orleans, and uh, they're going to be there as a group, exhibiting group. So, um, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of stuff happening. So, speaking of cons, Daisy and Mr. Wofford, you guys recently went on a couple of adventures, and I want uh, I want you guys to share your adventures. Uh, let's see, John, you were at SoonerCon, and uh, Daisy, you were uh, at uh, Anime BluesCon, is that right? I was at Anime BluesCon in Memphis, and also the weekend before that, I was at Anime Midwest in Chicago. Gotcha. Wow. Well, why don't, you, uh, why don't you lay it on us? Mr. Wofford, you, you start. Tell us about your adventures at SoonerCon. Um, I went to SoonerCon, and I was with the Sky Marshals, which is the world's largest steampunk charity group. We raised uh, money for the Oklahoma Youth Mental Health Institute, and we ran a charity jail and bail where you could put a dollar a minute on anyone at the con, and we would go hunt them down and put them in the jail, and they had the option of buying off the bond or serving their time or even reversing the warrant, and we'd go find the person who put the bounty out on them and then arrest them. I saw that at Emerald City Steampunk Expo, and that was absolutely just a great idea. I've even got a picture of the boiler monkey from our ship sitting in jail. They got me on the last day while I was dressed up as Dr. Herbert West, the reanimator. But uh, for me, the big treat was... Uh, Robert Picardo, who played the emergency medical hologram from uh, Star Trek Voyager, was there, and I got his autograph on uh, a photo, and I bought and got autographed his CD. He reads the book, The Hologram's Handbook. It's hilarious. And then there was also Larry Nemechek. He's one of the... uh... Yes, Larry? I was just going to say, he's one of the best things in the whole show. Yeah. Um, and Larry Nemechek was there, and oh, wow. uh, he's known as Dr. Trek. No one knows more about Star Trek than he does. He pretty much worked uh, right off the set doing interviews for all the magazines and stuff for close to 20 years. And I picked up two of his CDs, uh, Larry Nemechek's Trek Land on Speaker uh, Volumes 2 and Volumes 3. They were, re- they were the interviews he recorded with... Uh, the producers and writers and some of the directors of The Next Gen right after uh, its grand finale. And then volume three is some of the interviews he did with the people who were the directors, writers, and producers of the finale right after the finale of DS9. And I had two 
two short conversations with Larry, I was sort of a little starstruck and intimidated by Mr. Picardo. <laughs> but where we were booth set up, he was diagonally away from us, so I could see how he interacted with uh, the fans all weekend. They're both, both of them are very nice, engaging. If you ever see them at a con, don't hesitate to stop by, say hi, get a photo, etc. Very cool. Daisy? All right. Well, um, I'm going to talk about both the cons that we went to, but uh, I'll talk about Anime Blues Con first. Uh, we went, um, some of the members of the Mechanalist went last Friday to Anime Blues Con here in Memphis. And uh, the highlight of the day for us was putting on our legendary steampunk A to Z panel. Me and Captain Greenhill and crewman Cameron got together and, uh, you know, we uh, we made some fools of ourselves, but that's pretty much expected at that panel. It's it's guaranteed to be a good time and get people laughing. And uh, we also uh, told them a little bit about steampunk, answered their questions, and introduced them to some concepts that they might not have been aware of. And uh, that was what we did at Anime Blues Con. And, you know, we also saw, you know, cosplayers. We saw some friends, got to make some contacts. All in all, it was a pretty good excursion for us. But um, if you want to talk about excursions, <laughs> the big one was two weeks ago when uh, when the captain and his lady and I, we drove to Chicago <laughs> to go to Anime Midwest. And uh, now, it wasn't really for the anime. I mean, I like some anime. You know, we all like some of it, but it's not, you know, a big thing for us. The big thing for us was that Chicago was the closest to Memphis that we were going to get to see the band Steam Powered Giraffe. Now, I got to tell you about Steam Powered Giraffe. Lay uh, it on us, sister. Well, if you want to blame anything for me being here on this podcast, you can blame Steam Powered Giraffe, and I will tell you why. <laughs> uh a couple years ago, my friend introduced me to their music. I didn't have a lot of friends in town who liked them, and I wanted to make some friends who liked them. So I go to Mid-South Con last year, and I walk by this table, and I hear them playing Steam Power Giraffe's music. I turn around. We talk a little bit about the band. We get to know each other. And that table belongs to a group called the Clockwork Mechanalist. And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> well, because well, it's through it's through the Mechanalist, you know, because you and Captain Greenhill are friends. That's right. He introduced me to you, and now I'm a part of the podcast. Yeah, you you uh, we met you last year at uh, River City Comic Expo, and um, uh, and and you got to guest on the show. And mm -hmm. it wasn't long after when I was looking for someone to do the Agent Carter roundtable because the uh, rest of the cast was otherwise engaged. You were my first thought. Oh, jeez. And, and then when Ava had to leave, you were the natural choice to take her place. Oh, well, thank you, sweetie. So there you go. <laughs> Steam-powered giraffe, we owe you a debt of gratitude. <laughs> and the show was fantastic. 
The show was fantastic, and they are just so nice in person. I got a couple pinups of them signed. I'm going to put them up in my podcasting nook once I get it going. Something to inspire me to think diesel punk. Because, you know, they're robots. They've been around since 1896. They've seen everything come and go, every trend, every style of music, every fashion. So they they pick here and there from all all kinds of genres and all kinds of styles. You know, the name says steam-powered, but they're really just... Uh, you, you can't say what kind of music they do because they're really just more like... It's more like a modern-day vaudeville show, if you want to be real about it. Well, and, and the one character in particular, the Spine, mm-hmm. he uh, definitely has that diesel aesthetic, that 1920s street hustler appearance <laughs> about him. You know, you're right. He has a more simplified, streamlined design than the others. He's got the fedora, and you wonder why I picked him out as my favorite yeah, we we lost Larry. I'm trying to reconnect him here. Larry had to leave. Okay. He just found out a friend of his passed. Oh dear. Oh no. Well, sorry to hear that, Larry. Um, take care of yourself, brother. Um. Well, take care, Larry. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Um. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. So, uh couple of other big news items coming out of San Diego Comic-Con last weekend. And, and Daisy, you actually saw this story first. Dynamite Comics is releasing a brand new Betty Boop series. They are. They are. I've been looking around for a date, and I haven't seen one yet, so I don't know when, but I know it's coming. Well, and from the news story that you read, I know it's been a, a little while ago now, but are they are they doing you know classic you know Betty Boop or are they re you know putting her in the modern era? What, what's going on with that? Did, um, you, did you see? I don't think it gave us it didn't give us a whole lot of details. Um, I'm hoping that they will stay true to you know the era that she's from. Or, you know, kind of make it a timeless story. But, yeah, uh, they need to quit uh, modernizing stuff because sometimes it's best to have stuff in the the time it was set. You know, it's it's okay. It's okay for kids to know about history. Really, it is. What? Uh, that's going to lead us into a political discussion. We're not going to get get into that anyway um (laughs) i didn't mean for it to get political no 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 i'm not i'm saying if i start talking about it it's gonna lead us into a political discussion i was just talking about facts i know you are but don't get me started is what i'm saying i'm not scolding you i'm making a joke out of it all right then unsuccessfully So I'm looking up, and, and I'll find it here in a minute, um, the uh, Dynamite Betty Boop. We'll see if we can get a little bit more details while we're uh, on the uh, on the show here tonight. But uh, also coming out of San Diego Comic-Con was the big, long-awaited, lose-your-mind trailer for Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yes. Now, I've got some... 
feelings about this movie and and anyone who's watched watched me for the last two or three years on Comic Extravaganza and Tales from the Geek knows that I, I think this movie is going to be a monumental blunder. But there was one part of the 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 trailer that I just couldn't help but notice. A certain outfit that uh, Ben Affleck is wearing as Batman that looks exactly like the outfit that his character wore in Red Sun, which was a Soviet-era retelling of the Superman mythos. But what was really interesting is that 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 Batman outfit, it was a Russian outfit with the, you know, the the flocked wool cape and the goggles and it looks just like that outfit it was very very diesel punk and um i've seen the image of uh, some of the close-ups of that popping up on the on the uh, boards and whatnot and people are really getting excited you know how long is it going to be in the film i don't know maybe 30 seconds but um nevertheless we got a little diesel punk in our um, in our Batman versus Superman. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, can't wait to see more of it. All right, so reading here, this Betty Boop series is actually going to be the flagship title um, of a brand new Dynamite all ages line. Okay. So, yeah, so it's going to be kid friendly titles. You know what? That's really kind of interesting because, you know, when we when we watch Betty Boop cartoons today, they they are they they may seem rather timid, but oh, but no, for the, but for the time, they were really adult themed and very racy. They were scandalous. She was mentioned by name when they were drawing up the Hayes Code. Yeah, yeah, so. That is interesting. 80 from, you know, she was a scandal 85 years ago and now she's a kid-friendly character. Well, you know, I guess uh, maybe they're trying to appeal to a broader audience. You know, there's a lot of merchandise with her on it that yeah. a lot of kids go for. And so maybe they're trying to, you know, keep things, keep things safe. And, you know, I mean, I love those old cartoons the way they were, but... Uh, who knows? We'll have to see how it turns out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not finding a release date here either, just that they have uh, signed the deal with uh, Fleischer Studios, and uh, that's exciting, though. I, it is. I can't wait to see my girl again. Yeah, yeah. The last time we saw her was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1988. Oh, and that's... I love that movie. You yeah, know that, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great diesel punk movie. And um, I just watched it over the weekend again. One of my oh. all-time favorites. Um, also, now, Mr. Wofford, you were getting a big, big laugh out of this. This week, we got treated by images from the New Horizon. Is it the New Horizon Explorer? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. New Horizons mission to Pluto. Yes. And they they sent they've been sending back um, some pretty amazing photos, and those have been getting posted this week. 
first time we've ever seen P Pluto. Um, and um, the, the, the cool thing is how they're naming the, the different parts of the planet and, and their moons. Uh, I think they just discovered four new moons that they didn't know were there. And uh, you were getting a big laugh out of this, but uh, tell us about how it ties into uh, the diesel era. Um, well, there's a feature near the southern pole that initially was called the whale, but has now been dubbed Cthulhu. And um, Cthulhu is, of course, one of the great diesel fiction uh, stories done by H.P. Lovecraft. He is one of the dark, great old gods, and he sleeps in the sunken city of Ryla. Um what I got a kick out of was reading about all the features that they've named and they're naming them after like the Buddhist goddess of forgetfulness and amnesia. They're naming them after the Belrog, which is a demon from Lord of the Rings. They're naming them after Mayan death, uh, death gods. They're just choosing all the nice dark stuff. Yeah. One, the, the moons, uh, they named one of them Nyx and, uh, Golly, I can't remember all of them, but there's there's another one named Sharon, which was like the name of the the uh, fairy man that took you right. down the river Styx to well, the land actually, of the dead. Uh, uh, Chiron was one of the two moons we already knew about and has been named for a while. But Chiron uh, not only is the uh, fairy man for the river Styx, um, it, he was incorporated into the Greek religion from another culture where he was a death uh, god. Okay. Huh. What do you know? You learned something new. This is the educational part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Well, cool. You know, who who would have thunk that uh, Pluto would have a uh, connection to the diesel punk community? And I mean Pluto the planet, not Pluto the dog, because Pluto the dog yeah. obviously has a connection to diesel punk. Because well, uh, Pluto was discovered during the diesel era. You are absolutely right. What year was it? Uh, 38 or 39, I believe. Yep, you were right. I, I don't know which one it is, but you're right. I had forgotten that. Wow. It all comes full circle, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Diesel Powered Podcast. And, and we don't even plan that. That just happened. Boom. Done. Uh, looks like Pluto was discovered February 18th, 1930. There we go. I was way off. No, you weren't. You were in had the, the same first decade. three. Had the first three right. That's right. That's right. We'll give you the decade. <laughs> you were closer than I was. I had no clue. No clue. So, all right. So, uh, you guys have anything else? I have one other thing. Lay I would it like. On us. I would like to encourage everyone to look into the diesel era of their own town and region that was one of my things for all diesel punks to do before they die or whatever that list was i made a year ago i still have that list somewhere that but was two years ago mr wofford two years ago i made that list no wonder i can't remember the name of it um but i've been looking into uh litter rock and um johnny and i are magicians so when i tell johnny when I say Ring 29, Johnny instantly knows I'm talking about the International Brotherhood of Magicians. Ring 29, our little groups are known as rings. Yep. Our, my local ring uh, joined the IBM in 1944. 
and they were initially known as the Necromancers. Ooh. Wow. Um, That's one a of, bad choice. That's a bad name choice. <laughs> and um, one of the early professional magicians to join the ring was Logan Pritchett, and he traveled uh, this the United States performing upwards of 200 shows per year. He was instrumental in bringing the annual IBM convention to Little Rock in 1975. And uh, later that year, I believe it was, the ring changed its name to the Logan Pritchett Ring 29, which is its formal name, even though we usually just call it Ring 29. And it still meets to this day. Wow, and that all happened in the diesel era. That's pretty cool. Um, you know... Nashville, during the diesel era, was a fascinating town because it was one of the uh, key stops on the uh, circuit, on Al Capone's circuit down to uh, Tampa. So, you know, he was running booze out of Chicago, through Cincinnati, Louisville, then down here to Nashville, across the state to Knoxville with a stop in Mont Eagle where he had a house and then down through Atlanta and eventually into Tampa. So he built a house here in Nashville and uh, it's still here. It's called the castle and now it's a recording studio, but it, he, he did, he built a castle, uh, had it brought over here from Europe brick by brick. One of those stories, Al Capone did that. Uh, here in Nashville, but he had this place, he had this joint downtown that eventually Boots Randolph bought, and I ended up performing there for a nine-week stint when uh, a friend of mine uh, was uh, running a dinner theater out of, the, out of the place. You know, it had secret passages, everything, and the coolest thing, John, was we were doing a speakeasy show in a real Capone speakeasy you had to you know give your password and go through the secret entrance but down below there was a tunnel that ran from the speakeasy from the from the cellar all the way down to the river and they they rediscovered the tunnel when they were doing renovations on the place and um man that was cool you just reminded me of that i'm didn't mean to steal your thunder on Little Rock, but I just some place on my list of places I have to visit. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, Nashville is a cool town. Um, you both need to come spend some time with me. And Memphis is is like that too. But um, yeah, I don't know a lot about the uh, Memphis during the Diesel era, but I know one place I hang out in a lot: Hot Springs, Arkansas. Another place where Al Capone and his fellas, they hung out there a lot. John, didn't you go out there a couple of years ago to the uh, Gangster Museum? That is a place I have to go. I went to the Gangster Museum, I believe it was last summer. Yeah. I did a a microcast. I took the uh, duck ride and got to see some of the old houses and and where some of the old houses had little gambling halls. And uh, I toured around all the nice little sites at Hot Springs. That sounds like it's worth doing. Yeah, I've got a book about about the history, and it uh, spends a lot of time in that period. Uh, But I have yet to go to the Gangster Museum. I've got to check it out sometime. 
We have been up in the Arlington Hotel to see the Al Capone suite where he liked to stay when he was there. And I hear there's a whole underground, a whole underground town where people would like go underneath the streets to not be seen and that sort of thing. But I haven't seen that yet either. There's a yeah, whole um, world out there. When you uh, tour the Gangster Museum, if you go through the official tour, it ends with a little video. And one of the local historians, he also works at the Gangster Museum. Um, he's he actually is in the underground part of the tunnel where you can access it with permission where actually no one is actually supposed to access it anymore. And he walked uh. through part of the tunnel and into the remnants of the underground bowling uh, alley. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, it was real cool. And um, there's also a wax dummy of Compone that you can take your photo with. Yeah. Is that the one sitting on the street? It, um, it's uh, sitting on, on a, on a bench inside the little movie theater of the gangster museum. So after you watch the film, you can step to the side and take photos. Cause I know there's another one that's like sitting on a bench on the street outside one of the bars. And, uh, me and the captain and Dr. Erebus all took pictures with him. When we went there last year, uh, we stayed there during a river city comic. Con. Wow. That's pretty cool. So wait, how, you can is it close enough to to little rock that i could go there when i'm there for river city it's pretty close it's pretty it's close a, it's i think it's i think it's just like could, two, hour, two hours out or something maybe not two hours not even two hours not i think it's hours? probably about an hour i mean there are some winding streets so it may take a long time but it's it's pretty close hmm hmm that's johnny thinking Mm, the wheels are turning. Yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of uh, upcoming events, um, let's see. April, or not April, wh what month is it? It's August. August, August 29th. Wait, no, wait, you're ahead of me. I'm ahead it's of you. July now. It's July wait, 15th. Wait. Everybody, everybody stick with me. It's more fun when we stay together. August 7th. Through the ninth is Fandom Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. I will be there doing Diesel Punk 101, the same panel that I'll be doing at uh, Geekonomicon. It's my performance panel. Um, I will also be doing the debuting the first ever performance of my new one-man show, Tales from the Flipside. The stories from my upcoming book from Pro Se, which, by the way, the editor is done. The final manuscript has been sent. All right. So it's right around the corner. I'm super excited. And uh, so I'll be doing that at Fandom Fest. And then, then, August 29th, we will be at River City Comic Expo. Uh, I've got a booth, so you guys are going to be able to join me there. We'll uh, do some recording there, and, you know, we're just going to have a good, fun time. I'll be uh, performing some magic, maybe doing some panels. I don't know yet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know, John, you're probably going to be doing a new character for uh, Tommy. Yes, I'll be uh, debuting a new character for Tommy. Um, he hasn't even seen it yet. 
And when we say Tommy, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Tommy Hancock, the uh, editor-in-chief of Pro Se Press. I work uh, the Pro Se Press table a lot. As one as dressed up as one of the pulp characters, which is why every time Johnny and I have recorded live, I've been wearing a mask. Bum bum bum. See, I just thought it was your thing when I first met you. It sort of is becoming a thing. Yeah, I guess it kind of is. The mysterious Mr. Whopper. Well, I make masks, so why not wear them a lot? Makes sense to me. Yeah, I need to make one for all the different uh, uh, lantern rings since I have them all. There you go. There you go. Well, you, hey, you know what, Mr. Wofford? I need to talk to you about a project. Now that you bring that up. Not on the air. I can't spoil it. But it has to do with volume two of Tales from the Flipside. Okay. So... We'll talk. You and me. We'll get together. We'll plot. Anyway, so that's uh, that's some upcoming events. Do you guys have any other uh, upcoming stuff that uh, folks need to know about? Uh, there's not anything big going on really till uh, River City Comic Expo on our side. Yeah, you covered the last two uh, planned conventions for me, uh, River City and Geekonomicon at the moment. Yeah, and there may be some more filling in there, you know, who knows, in October and November. You never can tell. But uh, right now, uh, Fandom Fest, um, River City, and then Geekonomicon. You guys listening, come see us. Come meet us. Shake our hands. Me and Mr. Wofford will show you a trick. Uh, Daisy will play a trick. She'll play a tune on her ukulele. Yep, that's what I do. Hey, oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm announcing this live on air right now. Yes, sir. Um, the, the Friday night cabaret at Geekonomicon. Uh-huh. You're, you're going to play and sing. Oh, am I? Yeah. Don't you oh, just I... love when Johnny tells us what we're doing? Yeah. Well, I better get practicing. Yeah. I better get me a shiny new one that sounds better. Yeah. It, well, you sound fantastic. Uh, and 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 Wofford, you, yes. You and I Saturday morning, we're we're doing we're doing a kids magic thing together. Oh, kids magic. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. I don't know if I have kids tricks. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I've seen them. You got Puff the <laughs> Magic Dragon. Yes, I do. There's always a time yeah, to learn. See, you can't get out of it. I've and I have you. a straight jacket, so. Hey, you know what? Straight jackets are appropriate. Hey, you know what? Friday night cabaret. Actually, straight I was going to talk to you about that. <laughs> Done. Done. Cool. Have you ever, Friday have, night, I escaped from a straight jacket. Saturday morning, oh I escaped from a straight jacket. Just spend the whole con in a straight jacket. Actually. <laughs> That gives me an idea. All right, it's time to go. Oh, brother. It's We're plotting way too much. Yes, we are. It, hey, needless to say, it is going to be a fantastic weekend. And you need to be there. Uh, anytime we're all together in one place, it's a lot of fun. And you need to join us. 
and uh, that would be great. Now, before we go, I want to just uh, give a shout out to our sponsors, um, Blue Microphone, who provides uh, the Yeti here at the Casa de Cool in the Houdini Room Studios. Check them out at bluemike.com. Also, the uh, sponsor of our uh, Diesel Punk Comics microcast, Comic Bento. They deliver a mystery box of graphic novels. Not just comics, not single issues. No, 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 no. Full length graphic novels, trade paperbacks, at least $50 worth every month for under 20 bucks. They're pretty cool. Click their uh, link in our show notes and um, check them out. Uh, also, we want to welcome back Audible as a sponsor. And let me do that one. Go ahead. Um, Audible is one of our sponsors. They are the Internet's leading uh, provider of, uh, of audiobooks. And at SoonerCon, I met the Mancorians, the uh, fan club, uh, the Mancorian Navy, the fan club of an author named David Weber. And they have pretty much all of David Weber's works unabridged. And I've started with the Honor Harrington series. The Honor Harrington series has been described as Horatio Hornblower in space. I'm not all that familiar with Horatio Hornblower, but I do remember seeing part of it. And it had some epic ship-to-ship battles. And that is what David Weber has done with the space battles. He has... The first book is the one I've been told is the slowest, and to me it wasn't that slow. He does a lot of world building, but he describes the wherefore, how, and why of the ship's mode of transport, and because of how they fly through space, there is a ship aspect like the old ocean ships, and so it's classic naval combat in space, and it is magnificent. I'm totally in love with the series, and um, I highly recommend the work of David Weber. Well, that is very cool. I um I actually downloaded a, a book that I thought was going to be great, and it put me to sleep. I almost wrecked my car. So don't do that. Get a good one that Wofford's recommending. What is it? The Honor Harrington series? Yes, the Honor Harrington series. I'm uh, just about to start book four, and Audible has 14 in that series, and then he has a couple of other series as well. Wow. I have heard good things about that one. Wow, very cool. Yeah, so Audible Trial dot com slash diesel powered podcast and uh, you get a, a book for free just for trying them out and when you do that uh they they send us a little bit of money to keep the lights on which is fantastic and uh we appreciate it so um check out those sponsors they uh they would love to have you make sure you tell them we sent you and uh, that'll be awesome well guys before we go any any last Thoughts, comments, concerns? You know, it's been a real sultry here around the Memphis-Nashville area, so uh, everybody take uh, good care of yourselves. Amy? Amen, sister. Mr. Wofford? I hope this finds everyone well and everyone stays well until next time. And as always, this is Big Daddy Cool saying swing hard, swing often, and we'll catch you on the 
And right there is where uh, the gremlins came back and got us one last time on this recording. They seem to love cutting Johnny off at the end. Well, uh, we will be leaving you with a song by Mr. and Mrs. Smith called Sometimes Just Ghosts off uh, their album, Oh, By the Way, Your Roots Are Showing. So, uh, as Johnny was saying, we'll catch you on the flip side. I sure my but sleep don't come So I get up to undo what's been done Sleepless nights are sometimes just ghosts Whispering reminders to your soul So everything seems more clear That elephant on your chest has disappeared What's gone has been left with satisfied Like a field of playing wanting more Don't you regret it in the morning Sleepless nights are sometimes just ghosts Whispering reminders to your soul Loss is no more an earthquake Those scars are fading and you don't hesitate To think of things that haven't happened yet A fuzzy feeling of dust with regret I sure my eyes but sleep don't come So I get them to undo what's been done Sleepless nights sometimes just ghost Whispering reminders to your soul Suddenly everything seems more clear That elephant on your chest has disappeared Sleepless nights are sometimes just ghosts Whispering reminders to your soul I sure my eyes but sleep don't come So I get them to undo what's been done I sure my eyes but sleep don't come So I get up to undo what's been done Sleepless nights are sometimes just ghosts Whispering reminders to your soul Whispering reminders to your soul Whisper reminders to your soul Whisper reminders to your soul